Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. How are you today? Physically, I'm a little run down. Mm-hmm. I stayed up until roughly 1230, um, suffering through the latest episode of the Kardashians after telling myself I was going to stop because it's just, it's awful. Um, and I'm in this group text with uh, two girlfriends and we are very strict on whose team we play for when it comes to <laughs> Team Kardashian. <laughs> And Got two it. of us are our team Kim and one of us is team Kravis. And sure, you know, I go hard for, for team Kim and a lot of the bullshit that's happening now in these episodes. Okay. Um, and the other friend is like, fuck you in the, the house you grew up in <laughs> because, you know, I fucking love Courtney and I just can't, I can't with the whole PDA and switching of personalities with whomever you're with, especially at this big fucking age. I can't stand her. I can't, mm. I can't. And then Jenny had the fucking nerve. And I'm just <laughs> <laughs> she's on my side on this, but she's like, you know, I had to think to myself, why is it that I could, or that I can't really stand this woman now, now that she seems to have found like the love of her life and happy and this and that and the other. Uh, but I liked her when she was single, you know, and maybe even a little miserable, so to speak, like, what does that say about me? And I said, fuck you for giving me that nugget to think about. <laughs> she's absolutely well, right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's obviously something to that. This is why we watch the television that we want to watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that, yeah. you know, it helps us either a deal or not deal. Yeah. With the yeah. shit that we've got going on in our lives. Oh boy. Yeah. Long-winded answer to say I'm exhausted from staying up from that bullshit. Um, yeah. I'm not watching it again. I say it every week, but I'm really not going to next week. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. The gutter day will come again. I'm not watching that shit. It's so annoying. They keep dragging out this potential fight with Kim and, and Courtney. And I'm just like, you know what? Just Got box it. the fuck out. There's nothing to talk about anymore. They're all rich. There's yeah. nothing to talk about. They're rich and they're very much protecting the narrative. So therefore they don't want anything to really come out. Right. So it's, it's right. not entertaining. It used to be entertaining when there was a Bruce, you know, right. Uh, right. Bruce transitioning into a Caitlin mm-hmm. or Rob and his bullshit with black China mm-hmm. or yeah. Courtney or uh, with Scott. Scott fucking God bless Scott and Chloe with everybody, yeah. everybody. Like, <laughs> Any black athlete, any black athlete, (laughs) girl, girl, anyone, girl. Yeah. Now it's just lame. It's just kind of lame. I will say what is also very impressive about the Kardashians is not Mm. only are they like, for me, like the epitome of the downfall of society and women and how we view ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but all of the women in Hollywood and LA are starting to look like him. Oh, totally. They all do. You're like right. if you look at Kyle Richards, <laughs> yes, Kelly Osborne, a hundred percent, yeah, and Kim Kardashian and any of her other fucking sisters, and even all Chris, of them for that matter, oh, they all absolutely. look alike. They, they all do. look alike. Notice their like- staff. Notice all their staff also look like them too. It's so bizarre. It's my bizarre. question. My question is for the husbands that are with these women 
or the mm. men that are with yeah. these women, like, yeah. do they find it attractive to come home to the wife that no longer is the person that it was yesterday, a year ago, <laughs> 20 years ago? Like, I mean, fuck I, them. That's how I feel about men in general. But sure. at the same time, <laughs> the I same mean, that's beside time. the point. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Is it something where you look at your wife and you go, Oh, you look so good. You look like our daughter who's 20. Yeah. You know, and you're 55. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at Kyle and her daughters, literally. Yeah. I have a hard time with this one. I'll tell it, you why. I, I have, I mean, yeah. I have a hard time with the fact that they all look alike. Like, yeah. I'm, it's, it's actually not a hard time. It is just, I very much observe the same yeah. that you're saying. Okay. They okay. all look alike. I struggle with whatever it must feel like as a woman over 50. 55, mm-hmm. we'll say, mm-hmm. coming to terms with aging. Yeah. Especially in an environment like Hollywood or television. Absolutely. That tells you you are not of any worth oh. unless you look like Absolutely. everybody else. Yeah. 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 What, what women that are older, that are beyond their 50s, that still mm. have a career in Hollywood the way a Brad Pitt does? Yeah. None. <laughs> you know, like yeah. any of the guys that are over 50, like no. they're on a fucking comeback tour yeah. and you don't see a ton from Meryl Streep. You don't see no. a ton from Julianne Moore. Like you are not oh, yeah, seeing her. Exactly. <laughs> see, yeah. you don't see a ton from those women and you're just seeing these younger, thinner, mm-hmm. more beautiful women that continue to come up well, and the same. Yeah. And look exactly the same and are doing all of these roles. And it, I, I get it. I, yeah. I a hundred percent get it. I I'm just I continue to be fascinated with it because I I find myself having a greater appreciation mm. of the older woman who yeah. is owning themselves yeah. and not Same. falling into the trap mm-hmm. and the bullshit mm-hmm. because that just continues to perpetuate the problem. Yeah, I I it's like that um account I sent you. I like was thumbing Love it. it. So good. Like I I'm, I'm feeling this call to be closer to to women, especially who have experience and lived lives mm-hmm. and who are uh, open to telling, you know, their stories. And yeah. I feel like that is, I don't know, like that's a desire of mine is to become more connected to the women who are like vulnerable in that way, you yep. know, and, and are yep. interested in sharing knowledge with what are now middle-aged, you know, middle-aged me. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe there's something in that that makes me still feel like a kid you know, and that's, that feels comforting to know that I can still be cared for and nurtured, um, in a way, you know, emotionally by women who are much older than me and are, are willing and, and desire to share knowledge. Um, so it's probably more about me than them, but I still love them. <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely on the same page because I think that there's something brave about being able to go through life in that way that you're mm-hmm. continuously like putting the finger up to the patriarchy yeah. And not allowing yourself to fall into every societal shift that mm-hmm. tells you that you are not enough, that yeah. conti- that has told you that since the day that you were born, is that mm-hmm. because you're a woman, you have mm-hmm. to have this sort of like, these are your rules of how you mm-hmm. behave, how you mm-hmm. show up, how you mm-hmm. serve. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would not have survived the 50s at all. <laughs> Not as you are today. No, 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 not as I am today. No, Um, not at all. I don't, I don't like to play by those rules. 
at all. (laughs) And when I find myself getting caught in that trap, I get very like, okay, that, that shit needs to stop because I can't, I get really super annoyed because I, I don't, um, I just don't jive with it at all. Yeah. And it's, it's some, I think, um, we're embedded in it, you know, we're embedded in it and it comes out in, for me, I guess my internalized, I don't want to call this, uh, I lost my train of thought there. Sexism. (laughs) I internalize sexism. Maybe that's not quite the word I want to use, but it's all I can think about right now. It it's yeah, it shows up in really interesting ways. I think especially working with men, I can see it popping up where I'm assuming a role that I believe would make them feel more comfortable, especially in a leadership role. I'm, you know, if I have direct reports, for example, who are male, there's a lot of assumed behavior in order to make someone else feel comfortable, particularly the male direct reports that I have to catch myself on. Like, I I don't, it's not about whether or not you like me or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also can see it playing out in response within, you know, I have, yeah, I can see it playing out in in response um, in some ways too. And it's not bad. It's just, um, I notice it. I notice it. Which is good that you Mm -hmm. have the awareness. Mm-hmm. because what percentage of people have that awareness mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see that hey this is what I'm doing I notice it and you get to choose mm-hmm. do I want to change or not change do I want to continue down this road or not continue down this road but to continue to go through life with these fucking blinders of mm-hmm. this is how a woman needs to behave you know <laughs> like or this is my expectation of how what women are in the world of society it's just like mm-hmm. I just can't get behind that shit there is a lot of opposition I think to what is this idea to me um or philosophy of freedom and mm-hmm. uh equality and mm-hmm. equity and mm-hmm. being you know one's full self whatever yeah. that looks like in regardless of what someone thinks about, yep. about them. I also feel like it's not only happening to, to me and race, you know, as it to me really kicked off or became very much like the new se- series in the media. <laughs> Let's like beat this to death and do it in a way that gets more, more ratings. It's definitely happening so much with like the whole gender equality. Um, Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like there's this, you know, turn towards this um, maybe turn against women. I mean, it's not even a question, right? I mean, we're talking about abortion. We're talking about mm-hmm. all the, w- all the ways that even fucking legally, we seem to be honing in on keeping women into the box and into yep. the framework that is again in direct opposition to me of what is freedom. Absolutely. Because there's f- uh, fighting back. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, absolutely. Um, a cycle that feels very yep. reminiscent of what I imagine the sixties being like, but oh, of course we yeah. have so much more now than, you know, mm-hmm. you know, gosh, well, a long time ago, I, I always feel like we're in the 1900s and I have to remind myself it's Sometimes. 2023. Do you do that too? I do. Like- <laughs> I do. I absolutely like, absolutely. Where I'm just like, Oh, this oh, is wait, the no. same fucking story. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> a decade and a quarter later. Yeah, I'm sorry. More than a that. century Girl, and a quarter yeah. later. More than it's like, oh my God, it's crazy to think that's not nearly nine, uh, 100, 125 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. But um, yeah, I, but I think that that happens in all things. Mm-hmm. So I felt like with 
I mean, George Floyd was just one of the killings, mm-hmm. but I mean, one mm-hmm. of many the many killings where mm-hmm. it had such a an outcry riot happening mm-hmm. here in Minneapolis, but an outcry mm-hmm. across the across the nation, across the globe, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing mm-hmm. because there's this outcry. Mm-hmm. Put you in your place yeah. because you're rising <laughs> up, taking yeah. back your voice. You're being yeah. seen. You're being heard. Yeah. You're doing it in ways that white men have been fucking doing it all of their lives. Yeah. But because yeah. it doesn't go by their mm-hmm. rules of power yeah. and money. Yeah. Yeah. We're not having that shit. We're not having it. Shut it down. Yeah. The yeah. same the same thing that you were just talking about with women. With women. Shut it yeah. down. Shut it uh, down. Yeah. The LBGTQ <laughs> oh, plus, fuck. you know, <laughs> we're not having was, any of that shit <laughs> was making some speed, right? Totally. Pick, picking yep. it up. Right. Yep. Like you've got all of these drag shows on television. Oh, it's yeah. Becoming a little bit more of a societal conversation. You're right. It's common. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Can't have yeah. that. It's yeah. Wild. So I think it's it is extremely wild. And I it's um it's it's fascinating to be a part of it. And I often wonder, like, OK, so this is our experience as we're growing up, right, as we're here mm-hmm. in our mid 40s, mm-hmm. what and we think there's certain things that are really bad. Mm-hmm. What was it like for our grandmothers or our yeah. moms and our grandmothers yeah. when they were in their 40s of what they all saw? Right. That's like a beautiful question. I that's don't have anybody that question. I can ask <laughs> because yeah, yeah, my yeah. both my mother and grandmother are not here. Yeah. But I'm just like curious on what was their bad. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. If you speak to, you know, if you speak to women now that are in their 80s, mm-hmm. like, what are they seeing? Like, what mm-hmm. is their perspective of all of this? I don't have a lot of women in my life that are of that age either. I don't think I have any. Maybe if I dig deep, I'm sure. Maybe. But I like to imagine my great grandmother, You, she would always say things that was really, now it makes sense, of course. But then I'm just like, oh, you old gloom and doom. Head. Sure. You know? Sure. <laughs> just like shut her sure. down. And she's seen a lot. She was born in 1923. Um, okay. And had seen a lot, had lived through the civil rights, was an active member uh, within the civil rights movement, in the civil rights movement, um, in the Tecular. community and outside of it. But I remember her when, oh gosh, what was it? The LA riots were happening. Yeah. And I was okay. pretty young, but I remember, you know, yeah. feeling like the energy of that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I knew enough to knew like, this is fucked up. I may have been in the eighth yep. grade. I can't remember, but I remember her saying things like the tra- train is never late. And for her, that saying meant like, it always comes right back around to whatever um. it was going to be or whatever it's always been. And you, she usually would use that term like in the context of race, um, because she had seen so much. And I'm thinking, I think about her often when, when I saw, you know, we all lived through George Floyd, like immediately sort of, I don't know what rose up in me were a lot of those, what felt like very much ancestral, like pain. Absolutely. um, And like a realization of like, oh, this is how they see us. Like you sure you didn't notice it before. You didn't sure. you were in denial too. Sure. Or you thought maybe you were different or that, you know, you could be different. It's not that bad or whatever, you know, the language yeah. is, but it was very much clear. I could feel her presence being like, see, I told you, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the train is um, never late. That train is never late. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd also be curious from your grandmother's perspective of the work that she did in the civil rights and with, you know, women and and black women specifically, like, Mm -hmm. for example, you look at like, for me, what I see, like Mm -hmm. a lot of this ancestral shift that Mm -hmm. you are having personally, as far Mm -hmm. as who you are professionally, single Mm -hmm. woman, making the amount of money that you make, having what you have, Right. Like, I feel like there's some things there that are starting to kind of like be broken a little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My um, I think it makes my mom really emotional to think about, especially because her and my great grandmother's relationship was so tight. But whenever we have those moments of kind of being like, wow, look how crazy this is. Like Mm -hmm. usually on a birthday or something, you know, she'll kind of freak out that I'm in my 40s. She has a a daughter in her 40s Mm -hmm. um, and another one, you know, close to 30. And she's got two grandkids. We'll often say, especially around her birthday, her birthday was February 1st, my great grandmother's. And we'll be like, you know, Nana, this would be so crazy to her where I live, you know, sure. it would be nuts to her. Like, yeah. I mean, let alone that we had a fucking black president. Like her mind right. would explode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Explode. It would never it wouldn't be fathomable, let alone like the personal success of like her family members. But yeah, no, it's yeah. wild to think that. But, you know, and I think that's maybe why a lot of for me, I I feel hmm. an obligation to continue the work that hmm. I'm doing in the space that I'm in, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't, it doesn't feel like me doing it. If that makes sense sure, in some it does. way, makes it doesn't perfect feel sense. like my choice, even though it is my hmm. choice, it feels like an obligation. Like this feels like service to be hmm. in a space that I don't necessarily want to be in where there's absolutely a lot of fucking bullshit relative to me being black and female and young in the context of, you know, this industry it feels like I have to, like, I don't have a choice. This is where you are. I'm rewarded greatly in Mm -hmm. so many ways. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, looking at the rewards outside of the material aspect, like that feels like this next sort of body of work. As far as another chapter in my life goes, like, I don't have a fucking choice to be here. I don't want to be, you know, this is not how I imagined. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I feel like going back to that whole ancestral lineage, like, I feel like, you you had mentioned this several conversations ago about wanting to be more of service. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is your answer, right? Like mm-hmm. what you just said is that answer. Like you are being of service of the ancestors that came before you that helped get you to this place that you're now pushing that energy forward for this next group that come behind you. And they may not be your own children, which is fine, yeah. but it's your soul, your energy that is now paving the way for those that come after you I have goosebumps that's because you're a fucking rock star yeah it's interesting to think about um where and how the divine feminine likes to show up in us especially those yeah. of us who don't have children and in what ways it's like inevitable for us to um be um of that spirit yeah um, no matter what you know, mm-hmm. No matter no matter what the output looks like, because it doesn't always look the same, or at least how what right. society deems as valuable, which is, you know, again the patriarchal um, mm-hmm. uh, belief that you know we're only good for offspring, making a making a home and yeah. bearing kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way that we can exert that kind that divine feminine sort of energy, and that's just not the case in them. Right. I think I that's kind of where I'm a, I'm moved by that. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. 
I like it. Well, this was like uh, a very great conversation from where it started. So it, thanks. It's a fucking turn, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we went from white supremacy to black history. <laughs> to the divine feminine. To all the divine in the show. Feminine, all in one show. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, had the wheel a little bit on this one today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Carrie Underwood. We yeah. appreciate you and your fabulous fucking legs. She's oh got my good God. Legs. Where is she? I haven't seen her in years either. Oh, you know, well, you don't watch Sunday Night Football. I mean, no. she's, you know, doing something on like the promo for the beginning of Sunday Night Football. Okay. Making millions. Good for her. Yeah, and she has her uh, is it Kalia Kalia brand mm-hmm. at Dick's. It's a sporting goods line. Okay, might have to check yeah. that out. Apparel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I, check I, that out. Yeah. yeah. So she's you know doing things, doing oh, things. Oh, oh yeah. really? Stop it, Jackson. She's come a long way since American Idol. All right, all right. Yeah. Good for her. Her and Kelly Clarkson. She man, that yeah. blow. Yeah, yeah. And love her. I would go to a Kelly Clark Clarkson concert. Absolutely. I, I would 100% go to that as well. would. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've, that's one we can do. Not at a festival. Yeah. <laughs> Not at a festival. <laughs> uh, on that note. <laughs> All right. We'll chat with you later. I love you, boo. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation, and if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.